it. Oh, we're live right now. We're live right now. Oh, cool. Hello, and welcome to this week's edition of The Time and Place, the gospel conversation show where we discuss faith on the fringes and do our best to apply God's word to God's world. I'm Solomon. This is Julian. Yep. And today we're going to talk about Christian civil disobedience. But first, Julian, what the heck else is going on in the world today besides <laughs> the siege of the U.S. Capitol? Yesterday, well, it doesn't seem like anything's going on. The siege of the U.S. Capitol seems to be the final nail in the coffin that social media needed to finally say the president is inciting violence. We can deplatform him. That right. was it. So today, Facebook and Instagram, because they're the same company, uh, decided to keep. Apparently, there was already a hold on his account through the election, but they're going to keep one on him now indefinitely until he's out of office and doesn't matter anymore, I guess. <laughs> yeah, man, that's crazy. Yeah. Twitter suspended him too, right? Or I have uh, to look into, let me see. <laughs> I think they suspended him. I don't know if like, like totally banned him or whatever, but his like, campaign, his, his campaign account had been suspended. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I've seen some stuff about like impeachment and like just take him yeah. out, like the Twenty Fifth Amendment and stuff, and like the removal of that that the one they locked and loaded for Biden, and like removing presidents because they're unfit <laughs> for service so, or whatever. Uh, mental from, from, from New York Times, Twitter, and Facebook locked Trump's accounts after violence in Capitol Hill, so he is <laughs> locked from all social media at the moment. Oh man, that's crazy. What what do we do if we can't hear from the president? We, we might hear. have to like live normal lives now and not we can't see what Taco Bowl he's eating today. <laughs> <laughs> or uh yeah, it's crazy. Um yeah, man, that's that's nuts. Like uh, there, there's like literally nothing else going on in the world. No, right? everything nothing... stopped for this. <laughs> everything stopped. I know I'm not in social media and I get I'm getting memes texted to me. Uh, that's what I know. Like something really big is happening because I'm off social media. Like because I watch the news and I kind of stay informed a little bit. But uh, when I get the memes pour off of social media into my tech, like people texting me, in real life. Yeah, I'm like, oh man, this is perfect. This is <laughs> that's when you know something is really like major is going on. Well, I mean, but, it was um, so. I was on social media watching it like in real time, and just to see it happening, like they're going to the Capitol. They broke through the Capitol. The police have left. Yeah. The Congress people have left. It's like, oh my God. People yeah. are taking podiums and <laughs> hanging off the, the rafters. I was watching the news all day and I was working and work like just stopped. <laughs> there was nobody sent an email. I was like, man, everybody's probably glued to their TVs. <laughs> but yeah, it was, man. That was crazy. So I, I watched a little bit of the, of the rally before and was he in like a plastic box or something? He looked like he was in a Trump. He was on stage and he was like in a, he looked like a drummer for a band, like in one of those things, you know, yeah, silent <laughs> <laughs> they had him in like a Pope mobile thing. Um, thought he was about to get slimed, but, um, <laughs> <laughs> that was the votes that were lost. were going to fall down. And if he could grab them, he could have them. Oh, did you see the Babylon B posted this thing about like, um, uh, you know those monoliths they found like in the desert? Yeah, yeah. And it was like thousands of Trump votes found in the desert in Utah. It was like, instead of the monolith, it was like this stack of votes. <laughs> <laughs> they need to do, someone needs to do a meme with uh, the scene from 2001 where the guy's laying in bed reaching out for the monolith, but it needs to be Trump. And have a stack of votes. 
that ruin that, that ruined <laughs> Yes, that'd be oh, perfect. It's man, it's I I thought well, prior to this, I thought 2000 was a crazy selection when they were like, oh, we don't know. We have to go back and count it again. Then yeah. 2016 was the craziest one, but this like takes the cake. <laughs> yeah, this feels like the end credit scene for 2020. Like, you know, do you think the movie's over? Oh, man, that was cool. That was crazy. And then, and oh, oh, no, one last thing. One last crazy thing at the very end. <laughs> it's, uh, it's, the end of it, uh, it's the end where Thanos grabs the glove and he's like, I'll do it myself. Like, hey, <laughs> I mean, like, ah, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I thought I know, and then uh, uh, Nick Nick Fury comes out and like uh, recruits that twisted T guy. Put a team together. Put a team together. Yeah. Oh man, I, I watched that video too. That was a crazy video too. That guy twisted T. I didn't see oh, that one. Guy in the face. That yeah. was. <laughs> somebody put somebody texted sent me that meme, and I was like, "Who is that?" And they're just laughing. They sent me the video. <laughs> Dude, I was like, oh my god! He had to hit him so hard for that can to explode because those things are pressurized. Oh, I know. Collapse. Oh my <laughs> god! <laughs> I don't know how the guy got back up. That was, was so amazing. amazing. <laughs> I was like, someone get this man a pallet of twisted teas. The <laughs> 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 uh, the Avengers level threat right here. And I saw I saw uh. Uh, somebody, some sort of thing of uh, Chris Evans' uh, Twitter. He said, "I'm speechless." He tweeted, "I'm speechless." And uh, so, someone's comment was, "What do you mean, speechless, son? Suit up." <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, there's, there's some people that I've been seeing getting on. Like, I just have a few things to say about all this. Like, nobody cares what you have to say about all this right now. <laughs> that was the worst. I was I'm sharing it on Facebook. As I'm sharing on Facebook, I see, I, I'm seeing people. I was like, Thursday nights like are, are tough because you, you we do the thing we share it on 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 Facebook. So I'm like on Facebook, and so I see just kind of mosey a little bit, and uh, yeah, it's just like I see what someone said um, is feeling drained. Someone said is feeling drained, and then it's like I don't know what it, I didn't know it would suck this much to live through a major historical moment or something like that. And it's like. Right, calm down, you know. <laughs> but so, what do you think about? What do you think? Like, what was you know? Let's, let's get right into it. Let's start talking. The, the the U.S. Capitol was taken over. So, so what happened? So, when we when my when my children listen to this, I have to remind them <laughs> the archives of time and place. Let's remind them of, of this day in history. Um, Trump had a rally. He's right. he's not going. He's he lost the election. Right. Biden is going to be president, and Trump is refusing to uh, uh, concede. Right, and he held a rally today on the day that they're counting the electoral votes. Uh, symbolically, you know, it's like kind of ceremonially counting to make it official today, and in the, in the House of the Senate, and he holds a rally talking about how it was stolen, all these things, um, and yeah, it was a dunk, and. Uh, he said, "We're gonna march. We're gonna fight." So here's my my thing on like, was he was he did, did Trump incite the violence? Well, okay. So I don't think he intended to. I think it was one of those things where it's like, we're gonna march. We're gonna fight. Wait, I didn't mean actually march and fight. Right. 
Like he was well, he was in the moment, he was just going and he just it got away from him faster than he thought. That's like all every time Trump talks though. Yeah, that's every exactly he what it speaks, is. He's just talking out of his ass. Yeah. And it's like, okay, well, he's just saying a bunch of stuff. Like he just he says a lot of stuff and it just you just like throw and what sticks to the oh. wall. And it like all stuck to the wall this time. The yeah. problem is that that's how there's there's a segment of people who support Donald Trump who are rational people who just think, okay, he's just it's bluster and talk. We'll see what happens. The problem is a large majority of the people who were at that rally were also QAnon people. Oh, yes. and, I saw so many Q things. Yeah. So those people are like, he said, go, it's time. And they're just, they're waiting to overthrow well, everything. So here, here's what I think about that. Because when you talk like he did in that thing, we're going to fight. We're not going to back down. We're going to fight and true patriots and takes courage and all these things, right? Right. Okay. He's, he's talk, who's he talking to? A bunch of people who already voted, right? right? So what are these people, what can these people do? Right. And this issue of voter fraud has already gone to the courts. Right. And lost. So like every legal, civil course of action has been taken. And you're saying fight. We're not going to back down. Literally, what else is there to do? Right. Besides, like, go and and he said we're gonna go to the Capitol and celebrate or like our 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 courageous, you know, senators and stuff. And so they go and then at first when when they were pouring in, I was like, man, these these people are really crazy. They're really like celebrating, like show right. like waving flag. They had a huge flag that was up. And I was like, man, they're not supposed to be up on that like real that close to the Capitol. I can't believe they're getting that close to the Capitol, but it seemed like they were kind of just stopping there and like hanging off of the banisters and just like waving flags and parade style kind of craziness. And I was like, all right, this is nuts, but you know, they don't seem to be really doing anything. They're not spray painting anything. They're not right. throwing they're not doing anything illegal. At this they're point. not starting fires. Yeah. They're not, you know, so I was like, all right, you know, well, they shouldn't have, they weren't allowed to be up there that that close. I think that was like trespassing or something, but I'm like, okay, that's, that's not to climb that wall. You see them all climbing that wall. Oh yeah. 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 <laughs> <laughs> They're like letting down a rope eventually. And uh, so I was like, all right, well that's really nuts, but you know, whatever, like they're just going crazy, but then they started breaking in and it's like, Oh no, not <laughs> like, because then it's a bunch of crazies inside rooms and halls and all over the place. And that was literally the most shocking part was when they actually broke in. When they actually broke into the Capitol, because like, what are you gonna do? What are you doing? You know, you, you can't. The cameras can't see you, so you're not waving a flag inside. Like, what are you gonna do? And so that's when it was like getting really scary and freaky and, and weird. And they were breaking windows and breaking doors down and busting in. It's like, what are you trying to do? Where are you going? They don't like, know. What? I know that was a thing too. That was one of the funny memes I saw too. Is like. You know, it was Plankton from uh, SpongeBob, and he had like a Confederate flag, and it's like, uh, you know, the the protesters once they got in, it's like, I don't know, it's like, what do you want to do now? Like, I don't know. I didn't think I'd make it this far. <laughs> <laughs> but it's true. They were just taking pictures of people's desks and like standing in the podium. Like, okay, I don't know what this is yeah. supposed to accomplish. Yeah, they, like that one Chip Gaines apparently stole a podium, and <laughs> <laughs> I thought it was demo day or something, but um. Yeah, uh, let's see what Drew says. In my opinion, Trump over the last two months has done more damage to our country than anyone in oh, anyone in effort to preserve our country through Trump. Conservatives have seen undermining of 
our country by Trump. Mm. Yeah, that's true. Uh, well, not true conservative. I mean, like, I think true conservatives, I mean, it, it's hard because everything gets kind of lumped into, into, into the same thing, right. right? Like, if you're a Republican, if you're conservative, if you're on the right, you are one of those insane Trumpsters. And that's not that's not fair. I, that's not, you know, I wouldn't say everybody who voted for Biden the communist, you know, or Antifa or, you know, anything like that. So just hang on here. So I think it's kind of happening on both sides. You see the radical left kind of hijacking the Democratic Party and the kind of mainstream liberals into hard, far left insanity. And you also see uh, the Trump train plowing right through Republican conservative Republicanism and in right. like, okay, well, this is, I don't want Hillary. So yeah, that's the thing, or I'm going to be a never Trumper and get Hillary elected, you know? So that's the, it's a weird, it's a weird thing. Like both parties are kind of really being hijacked by the radicals from, from both sides. And it's, it's say radicals because most people, most of the Trump people are just pissed off and, I would say not really conservative. We're not really all that conservative. Right, socially right. conservative, at least. They fiscally, they're fiscally conservative, but not socially. But in fiscally, Trump's spending like insane, and, and they don't care about that either. So it's like, right, okay, well, what do you actually care about? Yes, two grand so for you. Like, two grand for you. Right, or just any, or like the tariffs and stuff, and like all these terrible economic. Like, okay, you're not even like uh, fiscally conservative. So what is going on with these Trumpsters? They're just pissed off. They're just right. pissed off, and I think it is just more of a social, the, the culture war thing of, like, being told you're racist over and over because you're white and be like, well, screw you. I mean, Trump is just a giant middle finger right. to the radical left. So, yeah, it's, you know, it's it's good to parse out the nuance, but, you know, it's hard. I know it's hard because it's like and if somebody, somebody says anything, I mean, like Matt Chandler shows, you know, some compassion and, and stuff for uh anybody and then they're like he's woke right. and it's like no i'm trying to love my neighbor I'm trying to like you know uh just feel for somebody and right. he's woke. oh my god you see what he said he's, he's he said i love you to that guy like, uh, and it's like <laughs> calm down so yeah well, it's it's nuts they really show their cards with as far as like the, the rabid pro-trump people with with mike pence because they turn on him hard so the, the whole thing, Trump yeah. turned on hard. That was the crazy part. Right. You know, the whole thing was, oh, Pence has to throw out the votes. He has to not honor the election. He can't do that. He can't. There's, he had no constitutional authority. There was no legal course of action at this point. And None. at that point, that's when they showed that all the talk about constitutionality and fair elections was, was bullcrap. They just right. wanted a Trump win. That's what they wanted, whether they had to throw out the Constitution or not. Right. And, you know, when, when Pence did the – he was the, the level-headed one in all of this. He was like, look, we lost. We got to take it. This is my responsibility to the Constitution. Everybody turned on him like he like he was Benedict Arnold. Yeah, Mitch McConnell too. I mean, yeah. just speaking rationally and like following the Constitution and law, which conservative Republicans are supposed to be all about. Right. But that's what I'm saying. These are not conservative Republicans. These are no. not constitutional minded people. These are just like pissed off anarchists and and just doomsday preppers or something and just freaking out. But oh man, it's. Uh, we we're kind of talking about like the cult of personality, right? right? And that's what I think we saw yesterday was a cult oh, yeah. of personality. And these these people did not vote right. They did not vote Republican. They voted Trump. Right. And and you know something that was so telling was there all the flags they were waving. The, the majority of the flags they were waving had Trump's name on it. Right. Right. So I, I don't think any of those people 
war there in the name of democracy, liberty, freedom, constitutional republic, uh, process of law, anything. They were there in the name of Trump. Right. Like quite literally being wrapped right. in his name. And that was the thing. They, it was stolen from Trump and we care about Trump more than any sort of legal process that 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 we want we're supposedly want to conserve mm. as conservatives. And we we just are pissed off and we're just gonna keep walking as far as you'll let us into the Capitol. Right. And then I don't <laughs> and know. We did. And they I saw some videos of cops all moving barriers and like letting people through. But then I also saw people videos of them throwing stuff at cops and fighting the cops back and there was all well, fist I mean, fights and stuff. The, the thing that, that really triggers me over this was seeing everybody on the other side, the far left extremists saying, Oh, can you believe this? When we tried to march for our whatever, they beat us. I was like, what are you guys talking about? You burned down buildings for six months and nobody stopped you. <laughs> yeah. I think what we've learned in 2021, my biggest takeaway from 2021 probably was is way better to loot a target than a U.S. Capitol. They're dragging out huge TVs. That one dude got Nancy Pelosi's podium. That's kind I of mean, a cool conversation piece, but <laughs> I don't have a TV. <laughs> like, like who's the idiot in those scenarios? You know? Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, that's that was that was the big thing. Way better to loot a target than, <laughs> than but, but go, in, go in with a plan. Know what you're going to get and get it and get it. It's almost like Christmas shopping. You got to know what you're getting because it's going to get crazy. <laughs> it's like Black Friday. Yeah. Just yeah. Gotta, like, just... Rush in and move in. Yeah. Yeah, it is. I mean, that's that's what it, that's what it kind of is. Is is just like they voted for Trump, and then uh, I think I think in the beginning it was like a, a, a giant middle finger and like a vote against Hillary and a right. slap in the face and just a strike back. But then over the years, it that has just grown into this cult of personality where it's become their identity as like a Trump a, a Trump voter, a Trump supporter, right. a Trumpster. You know, the MAGA life. It's a cultural. Mm. They got the uniform. They got the hat. You know, they got the. Right flags and stuff and it's that's it like that's their god really i mean that's really, what yeah, they that's what they do that's what they're you know, it's their idol and, and, um, you see it too, and the fact that they're willing to you know people uh, not many but people died yesterday like yeah. over this trump thing like I, i'm i don't know i'm not willing to take a punch for almost anybody but they're you know they're willing to take a bullet for trump i don't think she knew <laughs> that was gonna happen i mean you get that far Pass I mean, a lot of other cops with guns, but I mean, okay, yeah. let's, let's just talk about the fact that people drove all the way to DC just yeah. for the chance to stand. It, you know what? It, it's almost like uh, he was the Pope, you know, like yeah. when the Pope drives and everybody's out there, like, oh, just the same, he's in that little plastic blessing. thing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Trump, Trump is the Pope of, of uh, super yes. far right movement, it's religious, yes. Um, it's nice to see that, I know, man. I mean that. I think that's what happened. I, I think so. We saw yesterday, and uh, it's very insane. But so that brings up, you know, what is there ever a time? Because I was trying to. I, nobody I heard was defending this. No, no, right. none of the like conservative people that I follow or anything was uh, listened to on podcasts and stuff. Were defending this. They were saying it's a disgrace. You know, right. like Ben Shapiro. I mean, everybody was saying this is awful. This is terrible. Um, this is not, this is not okay. And, uh, so then I got thinking like, well, I haven't heard anybody defending this. And so it's like, well, what would be, what would the defense be? Like, mm -hmm. is there ever a situation where it's okay for citizens to mob into the Capitol or the white house or anywhere and just like do what they did 
yesterday. Hmm. I, it, I, I, my automatic reaction is no. And it's, be, it's, it's because, you know, the, the argument, I saw somebody post this and it's what really struck me was when, when they ran in and started taking stuff and taking over the Capitol building, the, the, the com- person commented, it's about time we showed the politician who that building belongs to, meaning, you know, the people or whatever. And uh, I've, I've heard Jeff Durbin talk about this, and I think Dr. White has talked about it too, where they talk about, you know, when government, democracy is the idea of pe- the people, demas. Mm-hmm. When, when you're saying the building belongs to the people, okay, the people yeah. is your highest authority, I guess. So my reaction was like, well, the building belongs to Jesus. Mm-hmm. That's who the king is, not you or us or anything else. So it, it's right. like we're taking this back for us. That, that's where the motivation gets a little murky and weird for me. Yeah, I mean, it's like that is the people's. That's right. I saw that video. Of that guy too. He's like, that's that's whose house is that? Whose capital is that? That's all right, you know. And it's like, okay, you're right. That is the people. We are a republic, constitutional republic, uh, represented by the consent of the governed, you know, and like that's represented by elected people that we put to represent us. And but we also they also wrote a constitution. And right. have ordered liberty, right? Mm-hmm. It's not right. just that you can walk into anyone's house or anyone's place of work and start stealing their things. Like you can't do that, even if they're a public official. It doesn't mean Mike Pence's house is your house. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like my tax dollars go to pay for that, so I should be able to. I'm your boss, you know. It's people right. that like get pulled over and the cops and stuff. I pay your salary, you know, all this stuff. It's like okay, yeah, but that's. We, we've we've agreed to do that, so let's do that and have ordered liberty and follow mm-hmm. the constitution, follow the things that we've agreed on, that are that are good and right. That the people have agreed on, and all the people that the all, all the officials that people elected are in there, hiding for their life, like scared to death. Yeah. So like that's not <laughs> that's not okay either. So well, I mean, it's you know when we talk about civil disobedience, it's like it, once again it goes back to in the name of Trump or whatever person. Like who who is the civil disobedience or what's the the end goal of the civil disobedience, right? Like during the civil rights movement, the whole idea is that segregation is unjust. So we're going to march or we're going to sit in or we're going to whatever. And, you know, the cause, I think universally, we can all agree like, yeah, that was a a universal evil that needed to be fought, right? But this was we're going to storm, we're going to march, we're going to whatever. Okay, for what? For Trump. Right. Like, okay, that's not what <laughs> have we have we decided that he's the ultimate good? Have we decided that he's the cause worth fighting for before we just decide that we're just doing it for Trump? Yeah, I mean, well, it's it, it does come down to the stolen election, right? That's the because that was it was the it was the stop the steal rally, right? right? And that's right. what the whole thing, you know, like just a couple of videos I saw of people inside screaming, that's what they're screaming about. They stole the election, that's not right, they can't do this, we're fighting back. And it's like, what are you doing? Like, that's you can't, you know. And if it was stolen, so the whole thing was a voter fraud, right? Right, right. And that's what they went to court for. And I believe there's a certain amount of breakage in any election where, right, right. you know, just like a retail store, there's shrinkage, breakage, right. whatever they call it. You drop something, it breaks. You got to you gotta count on that happening. Right. If you own a store or something, someone st- steals something, you got a certain, a certain level of breakage. I think the same thing with elections with, like, voter fraud. I think there's voter fraud in every single election. There's mm-hmm. somebody – filling in a ballot for somebody else or whatever, especially mail and stuff uh, or trying to vote twice or just whatever it is. There's always something, there's always some kind of things. The big question is, was it enough of a fraudulent votes and things to 
sway the election. Mm. I don't personally think so. The mm. popular vote was so insane, and 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 I, it just the I, I I thought it would be a long shot if Trump got elected again. Anyway, so I I don't think there was enough voter fraud. There has to be millions, and so it's like to to sway the election. It wasn't he didn't lose by couple thousand votes right right it, he, he didn't lose by the amount that would be in that that, that breakage amount right, right right i don't think and so and i think that's what was going on and so there was no proof there was no evidence and i hear these like the the senators that objected was all about like uh, uh these unprecedented allegations i object it's like okay unprecedented allegations i mean anything that you can have you can allege anything but you have to have proof and i in you know look i wish there was I'm, i don't like the way the election went either but you can't prove it that's the way we live someone steals something from me i have to prove that they did that or that i had it or it was mine or whatever right. i can't just say there was a video somebody somebody showed me of this woman who went insane after being an uber this guy saying this guy stole her phone and and she was like accusing everybody everybody thought because she, she was a white lady and he was black and but apparently she was accusing everybody that that oh he has my phone he's got my cell phone he stole my phone he's freaking out it's like you know hey, lady everybody has a phone right <laughs> you have to prove that they have your phone you can't just allege that and accuse and have that be the thing that does like we they can never it, that can't be how it goes and so there has to be proof and if there was proof and, and see that's where it gets hard because then it's like that's when you slip into the conspiracy side of like okay right. all these courts all these people all these things that are uh not it's they're all against trump they just want him out and so all the courts are corrupt they just totally went totally illegitimate corrupt courts and legal system the entire legal system went corrupt because i was like okay well how likely is that i you know i don't know whatever but and there are things that are not conspiracy but actual like strategy like the, the media not uh, covering hunter biden's laptops and stuff right, right? I, I believe they intentionally did that i believe they intentionally did not i mean and twitter was like blocking people from sharing the new york post story about it like you couldn't even share it and so because right. i think they saw what happened with hillary and her emails and they they reported all over that and you know thinking that she still had it in the bag anyway and the fbi the whole thing with that and that cost her the election i think that really did cost her the election and so the media was like we're not doing that again so we're just gonna zip it on anything bad on biden so and they did and i think that but the problem is it's not a crime so right it, it, I, we hate it but what can you do you well what you can't do is go bomb cnn what you know what i mean like you can't take these things in your own hands mm. Uh, just because uh, because something actually was going going wrong and happening, so you know that that's what it comes down to. And so, if there was proof, they would have proven it in court, and they would have overturned something and, and figure out the the, the fraudulent votes and, and whatever. Some of the so. some of the evidence too is, is like, well, Biden carried so many fewer uh, counties, but he still managed to win by however many votes. Like, yeah, but the counties he carried are Chicago and Los Angeles, and like the major cities with major yeah. populations. Of course, those counties may be fewer, but they're going to have more people. That I admit it was shady and there's questions and it's like, this really just doesn't look right because there was that whole like curve trend and then right. the and that was weird. That never happens. And so I, I agree. It, it looks fishy. It looks shady, but you can't just say like, well, this really, there's no way he could have lost. It's like, well, 
you have to prove you didn't. You right. can't. It has to be proof. That's how this all this works. And so we they couldn't took it to court twice. Took it to like the state legislation and stuff. They did, you know, no no evidence, no proof. And his whole legal team, Rudy Giuliani and. Uh, I forget the, the, the lady's name kept saying Kraken. We got the yeah. Kraken. We're going to unleash the Kraken of evidence. And, oh, it's called just wait. And it's like, okay, where's the proof? Where's the evidence? I, w- I would actually love to see that proof of ev- evidence. And then it never showed up. And it's like, okay, well, guess what? You lose in court. So that's right. what happened. And that's, that's what, what happened. happened. And that's not a theft. That's just you couldn't prove it. It was fishy. It looked shady. But we just couldn't hard evidence prove it. Sydney Powell. Yeah, Kraken. It's like, well, where's the freaking Kraken? And then she gets fired. And it's like, <laughs> and it's like, okay, thanks a lot for that. So yeah, and that's what that's what happens. But you can't it, it you can't say, oh, it was stolen, and so now we have no other course of action but to for but physical violence. Mm-hmm. And 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 that's you know, and I've seen it happen too. Like where that happens, where like someone is just getting shafted. You know, someone is just getting screwed over, and you know, and it sucks. And they've taken it to court. They've called the cops. They've done things. They've done all the legal, you know, uh, uh, steps and, and actions and stuff. But loopholes, people just getting away with things. It just sucks. And it is. And it's like, man, this is why honest people do bad things, you yeah. know. And there is, but that doesn't justify it though, right. right? Like you can't just do that. You can't just go cut that person's brakes. You know what I mean? It's like you, you just can't. You cannot well, do that. I mean, the the problem is we're talking about worldviews at this point now, right? Yeah. Like what, what worldview tells you that it's not okay to do that thing? What worldview tells you that it's not okay to bust into the Capitol building and decide that you own it now? Right. right. And I think that's one thing that um, conservative Christians maybe forgot during all this time. Cause some of them have come out and kind of been like pro this, pro that, mm-hmm. that, you know, uniting under the banner of Trump, they're uniting with people who share a fundamentally different worldview than them. Right. Like mm-hmm. at, at base level, these are still, people thinking with a secular worldview that are thinking this election is the be all end all. This is the battle between good and evil. It's Trump versus Biden. That's how we're going to determine the future of this country. Not any kind of, you know, biblical anthropology that would tell you like, okay, well, Trump and Biden are both sinful people. And this is all Neither of these things is going to preserve the country or destroy the country. And, and that Christian worldview that actually gives you a standard to say, okay, if you do get shafted that many different ways, what do we do now? What should we do? Should we not do? Right. And it's a it's religious. It is religious. I mean, and and it was it's 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 on the left and the right. And you see it on you know you see it on the left. Like people get so passionate, and so that's why far left wants to tear down statues and flags and things because they don't believe in actual evil, right? They, so they have to go after the material things mm-hmm. because that's the evil thing. If we just burn all the Confederate flags, then racism will end. Like, mm. no, it won't. That, you know, like that, if you tear down the statues, it, you're not erasing actual evil, but they don't believe in that actual evil. They don't right. believe in that immaterial, real thing of evil or good. And so they just go after the symbols and they right. have to go after the physical things because as long as no one's virtue signaling the wrong way with their, with their, you know, Antifa flag or their Confederate flag or whatever the, the, the symbol is, you know, evil, you can't see it. It doesn't exist, but it's like, no, there's actual evil and you can combat it, but only with the gospel. Well, again, they don't believe in any of that. So right. they just have to burn flags and, and tear down statues and siege the U S Capitol. And so it's on the right too. Yeah. Right. On the right. It's the other way. It's that there's no, there is no savior 
we have to save ourselves, right? Trump is the one who we have to put our faith in because he's the one who's going to pull us out of this. He's going to preserve the Constitution. He's going to bring peace. He's going to make it all good. It's like, no, no. There's an actual savior with actual answers who has actual authority and can actually change lives. But if they don't believe that, then it does come down to who's the person that I'm looking to that's going to lead us into the bright tomorrow. Right. And if that if that person gets cheated out or something happens and, and this is the way it goes, uh, it's like, okay, what am I supposed to do? I'm supposed to pray. I'm supposed right, to put right. faith and hope in God and in Christ, not in Trump or mm. Biden or anybody. But they have, and that's what it is. So then they get violent and they freak out and march and smash windows and just do whatever. Like just do whatever they want, you know, because they're justified because their God has been, you know, attacked. And so, mm -hmm. just, you know, people get really mad when their idols are smashed, you know, right. Well, <laughs> so no defend them. That's been kind of a, a, a grace, I guess, in all of this is that I, I think people are now seeing that kind of like idolatry full out. Like for, at first it was just on the left because we saw the, the, craziness and the violence and the break-in because of whatever identity identity was the idol on that side it was like this is who i am this is who i represent and if you don't honor that you're not honoring my god on the right it's the same thing now that identity idolatry is coming out like this is our group this is what we believe in and if you don't honor that you're dishonoring my god yeah so it's it, yeah uh these are two kind of interesting questions so i want to get to this before we get into that real quick yeah uh voting third party just I've yeah I've never thought about it really because I mean because of that like you know I do you want to just not vote yeah you're just throwing your vote away basically at the, I mean at this point um, and then if if there are the I'm actually for a two party system I know everybody hates like it's popular just to be like oh I hate two party system because right. they suck and everything well problem is all people suck third fourth fifth parties are gonna suck too they're gonna be full of corrupt human beings as well. So they just have more parties. But the problem with multiple uh, parties is that you would have to figure out a system because, like, I think Israel works that way where there's, like, a bunch of different coalitions. It's not just two-party system. There's other places and democracies that have more than uh, one, more than two parties. The problem with that is every radical worldview in, in, in political view would get an mm -hmm. actual platform. So you would have an actual Nazi party. If you have third and fourth and fifth parties, if they're taken seriously, if right. it's a multi, if it's a multi-party system where you have to include, like, make different coalitions of, of those kinds of things, you would get actual communists, you would get actual Nazi parties, you would get actual, and they would have like a, like a platform, like a more powerful platform than they have, and so I, I don't know. I mean. Uh, what other ways are left and right? It, it, it became that way because it's basically things are just kind of fall binary. You know, they, they always do. So, and, and, and no one is, is anywhere in there. So it's like you, but you're going to like, I'm not, uh, you know, again, there's nuance to everything and to just to ignore nuance is irresponsible and lazy. It's not, not okay. I'm not going to call every person who voted for Biden, a communist and a leftist right. and, whatever and and i would hope everybody voted for trump is not a nazi crazy trumpster you know so that's it's okay you can be in both camps and we just have to not be so freaked out by uh labels or anything and just not have them define us but they do so it's like well i'm gonna i'm trying to find something that that my political party that really defines me and i can identify with it's like well don't do that you know <laughs> like that's the problem you're looking for this perfect fit box don't you're not you're not supposed to be i have to find your identity in any political party 
So give me one, give me two, give me, I don't, you know, whatever. I'm not going to find my identity in that political party. So whatever, two, three, four, whatever. Um, I think it's kind of simpler left or right, because that does come down more to personal uh, policies over personalities. And I think that's a big problem with Trump was that he was this giant personality right. and he had the policies behind him. And so a lot of conservatives were looking like, well, he'll probably vote for these judges he'll probably veto this he'll probably be in support of that but i freaking hate the guy like <laughs> but it, it, but it is like but you're not it's a mass like this is like the person you're not voting for the person you're voting for the policies in the in the drift left or right you know so that's 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 the whole third party thing i think is but i mean on, on top of that too it kind of is like the well these two parties aren't good and so we get a third party in that one will get in and they'll enact whatever needs to be right. done that won't be good either. That I mean, that just doesn't happen. Like Trump got in. He put how many? How many judges did he appoint? At least two. Well, he did three Supreme Court judges. Yeah, so he did three. Yeah, Supreme and Court like judges. other state judges and stuff. Right, and like, what did that do? Really? Right. Uh, freaking Gorsuch was like, okay, they like voted for for uh, what was the thing he voted for? Like gay marriage or something? Oh, the, oh the, to change the. Uh, I, the the definition of the Constitution talking about gender or something right. like sex. Sex meant all genders. Well, no, it didn't when they wrote that. Like, right. interpreted that way. And it's like it's completely insane. So, yeah, that I mean, Amy Coney Barrett seems to be good so far, but you know, it's not. And, and Brett Kavanaugh, oh, he's gonna repeal Roe v. Wade. No, he's freaking not. It's gonna be the Handmaid's Tale tomorrow. If it, <laughs> you know, it's like, no, it won't. Like, I. I wish you'd repeal Roe. Right. But I if it actually not. if it actually actually did, that would be something. But nobody right. you know, nobody I, I shouldn't say nobody, a lot of people were thinking that was gonna happen. And realistically, they just, they've had Well not because it, it might, but not just because of this one judge. Right. Like, <laughs> nothing's gonna snap because of one judge is elected, right. you know. That's what they're freaking out about. It's a step in the right direction, maybe, which I again mm-hmm. I'm all for in that incremental, you know, approach. But so great. That's why I vote for Trump. That's why I vote right, that's why I vote for these things, because the the policy and the objective moral standard that's there that they don't hold to all the time but that we should strive towards is is in that direction rather than the outright rejection of all christian principles and and truth in general and and anything on the left so it's like okay that's why i vote right so um but i don't vote trump you know what i mean it's it's hard because it's like you vote republican you vote trump and you agree with everything he says and you love him and and whatever it's like okay (laughs) Whatever, I'm not going to be put in that box. And, <laughs> and this one, I, I've heard this come up a little bit with the idea of state secession over this. I don't think that'd be a good idea because then we. So Texas secedes. We're immediately surrounded by all enemies, by all, <laughs> by all foreign countries. In at that point, right? You know, maybe Alaska or something. They're out there, but or Hawaii, but um, no. And and I like being part of America generally. I mean, I think a lot like the founding fathers. I, I think they had, you know good ideas and that I want to be part of that. And that's why I'm trying to conserve the union, not secede from the union. But no, I don't think there was a thing with California. Remember Brexit, like right after Brexit. And then like, uh, there was Cal exit, right. People were talking about California seceding. Well, apparently Cal exit, uh, was like a term and like a whole, like kind of plan for the cessation of California was thought up by this guy, like in the early two thousands or something or late nineties, early two thousands. And he like mapped it out. He was like, we could do it, and we'd we'd be like, 
you know, we'd have a stable economy. We'd have like the third largest army and we'd have like, you know, it was like mapping it out. I was like, we could really do it. But everyone's like, okay, whatever, you know, you're crazy. So and then he moved to Russia because right. like, all right, well, I'm out. So he moved to Russia, but he had all this material online that he wrote about Cal exit and like, oh uh california seceding from the union so when everybody started googling that in 2016 they, they found all of his material about oh, wow. how it's possible and how how we could do it and everything and so they're like got in contact with him <laughs> and he got all this info all this like support all of a sudden and he's like living in russia and it's like right after 2016 so like right after the whole russia gate wow. and like <laughs> it was just a bad bad look but I don't really understand the whole thing where it's like, well, we secede, we'll have the economy. Like all of the stuff they're talking about is American stuff. It's not like you're going to secede. Yeah, gonna, any Texas dollars? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It'd be a little harder, I think, than we think. But um, no, I, yeah, secession is just one of those things that middle school boys say. Secede. <laughs> yeah. Uh, um, yeah. So. Do you have anything else you want to say on that of like uh, kind of what we've been talking about? Uh, I mean, I think it, we're, it's going to be interesting to see how it plays out going forward. Um, obviously, like the fracture between the two parties is, is bigger than ever before. And I don't know how we're going to coexist, but I, I mean, we have to. So I guess we'll just see what happens. Yeah. Um, so I read this book a long time ago and I saw it on my shelf and I kind of thought it might be relevant. Uh, the Christian and American law. Um, it's it's not a this. It's edited. General editor uh, H. Wayne House. He this. It's like a bunch of different articles. I guess each chapter. If you want to call them articles, is written by uh, just different people. And there's this really good one that uh, I'm starting to see like what might be relevant for how we're talking about in here. And I saw it one be relevant. And the author of that this article is R. C. Sproul. Mm. I was like, oh, perfect. Good old so, Roman Catholic oh. <laughs> <laughs> I hope Abby's watching. <laughs> um, yeah, oh, R.C. Sproul, R.C. Sproul, um, the late great R.C. Sproul. Um, the biblical view of submission to constituted authority, and he kind of goes in, and it's and it is really kind of like a Romans thirteen thing of like submit to authorities and right. and all that, but he was he's saying like i was trying to find like when would it not be when do you not right because that's what we saw yesterday we saw a bunch of people right. acting civilly disobedient right it's like okay well when is that okay because i know it is but right. we have biblical examples of civil disobedience and so i was looking and what he kind of pinpoints on this article is in the name of god right right and that that's like always the thing anytime somebody is civil disobedient it's in the name of god and it's in the name of uh like straight biblical law and god's law and what god commands us to do right um and so he pointed to moses like who wrote the law right mm -hmm. and he the only way he was born was by an act of civil disobedience by his mother who did not kill the baby right as the king ordered Right. So she right. disobeyed the order of the king so that Moses could even live. Well, he had to exist to write the law. Right. right. And so he became the, you know, the, the right of the Ten Commandments. So, mm. uh, but the only reason he exists is by an act of civil disobedience. Mm. So that was right. She was right to do that. 
to, to not kill her child. Right. Um, and that's, and that, that would be a, a really good example. We talked about Shadrach, Meshach and Abednego too. Mm, yep. You know, and so I was going to read that section of scripture from, from this book. Um, Daniel three seventeen through 18, our God whom we serve is able to deliver us from the burning fiery furnace and he will deliver us from our, from your hand. O King. But if not, let it be known to you, O king, that we did not serve your gods, nor will we, we, we worship the gold image which you have set up. And like that's that's the thing. It's like our God who we serve is able to deliver us from the burning fiery furnace. Do you think God might deliver us from Biden or radical leftist policies yeah. or something? I think so. Maybe. Right. He's delivered from a lot worse. <laughs> right? If we truly believe that, we're not going to fear any of these like kind of mandates from from any of these mandates or, or woman dates uh from, <laughs> <laughs> from uh any policies or, or elected officials that we disagree with intensely disagree with even right. right um yeah but if not and see and, and i like that too because it's like it's not just like well we're right so you know we're following god so everything's gonna like work out in this life for our political good. It is work out for your good as a Christian. And, and that might be die and go to heaven. Right. So, I mean, that, that's the thing with, with Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego is that idea is that, you know, God can deliver us, but even if he does not, uh -huh. and I don't think there's enough Christians that are willing to say, but even if he does not, right? Like that's not a, uh, it's not an American ethic anyway, is that the Lord gives and the Lord takes away. Right. Either way, blessed be the name of the Lord. Well, because people God. think the Lord wants America to prosper and be the promised land and right. the kingdom, you know, that that's people, it is this patriotic idolatry and this like insane idea of manifest destiny mm. of a, of a country. And even one founded on, on what I believe to be biblical laws, and right. even one founded on biblical principles, principles and and uh, legislation and things that only make sense, like John Adams said, to a moral and religious community. Right. Uh, true, but that doesn't make America Israel. You know, <laughs> right? <laughs> like it's not. It and 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 part of that is uh, th that's thinking too small, right? So, so all God, Christ has dominion of the world, right? right? You, you talk about America, you're thinking too small. Mm -hmm. That's not, you talk about the world. This, this whole world will be renewed and, and America could be a blip in human history of that and, and on that kingdom building of, of God's kingdom on earth. I mean, Africa could be the way future, you know, you know what I mean? Like, the, yeah, we got this going on right now, but just our, our, our short human history will show us that's nothing to be excited about, you know? <laughs> so I mean, like, It's interesting to think that because, you know, think about Christians in the first century being tortured, burned, killed. And then, you know, 325, now it's the official religion of Rome. And now they're, they're able to openly practice and it's the dominant culture of the world. Like that's a complete flip from where they were. Why do you think that we can't have a complete flip to where it's like, I don't know, maybe China is a, is a hugely Christian nation that actually holds the biblical principle. Right. And you think, I mean, yeah, you think as the Christians are being thrown to the lions in Rome that like, Oh, this is going to be the dominant, you know, right. it's going to be where it's like, no way. But 
it it was and so like that and i think that has problems too as far as true christianity in the, in the, right. in the roman you know holy roman empire right, right. but um yeah i mean it, who, who knows man like I, we could have another ten thousand years of, of human history going on in, in the future so in, in christ you know has dominion of the earth the whole earth and so who knows what what this is all going to be and so that's why you can't put your hope and faith in america uh or in the constitution or in our elected mm -hmm. officials or anything because that's none of that is is god and none of that is is christ's kingdom now christ's right. kingdom is working within that just like he's working throughout the whole world and i think america has gotten a lot of things right and i think it's done the best so far um as far as capitalism lifting most people out of death and poverty and mm. um freedom leaving each other alone and and helping each other and um yeah just it, ultimately just freedom in general uh is makes human beings very prosperous mm. um so for that you know but this could end i mean in in, in america could end tomorrow and that wouldn't have any effect on the mm. kingdom of god that's so, what people, people don't believe that people really do no. not think that they think yeah. America is like this, like Knights Templar, you know, bastion of you know <laughs> defending Christianity or something. It's like, get your mind. <laughs> God can defend himself. You don't need freaking America to. <laughs> so, let me ask you this, because Doctor White talked about it today, and I, I just kind of thinking about this as we're as we're talking about it. Uh, what what happens a lot is we talk about like, oh well, if you know if the left gets in power, they're going to have communism or socialist ideas, and we're going to lose our freedoms. Do yeah. you think people are afraid of losing their freedoms or do you think people are afraid of losing their comforts? Um, both. I mean, yeah, like comfort. Freedom is very comfortable as far as like, I, you know, no one's going to tell me what to do or anything. Um, yeah, I think people are, are, are afraid of both of those things, but that just shows the, the worship level they're putting their freedom and or their comfort right um i mean we have true freedom in christ so what are you talking about right. freedom like you know what right. i mean like you, you could be locked solitary confined the rest of your life and be free in christ like mm -hmm. that's you still have that and that can be can't be taken away right so you know as we've seen it with, with the martyrs and with the persecution of the church and, and the oppression that christianity seen in the past there's no loss of freedom in that uh mm -hmm. from, not from any mortal nation or anything um but comfortable freedom yeah and and maybe we could use a little bit more persecution you know what right. i mean like every, every time where the christianity is oppressed it grows so mm -hmm. through human history so you know tertullian said the, the the blood of martyrs is the seed of the church right mm. right loosely quoted but um yeah i mean that's that you know weed out the fakers at least right <laughs> Sure. And, and, you know, I think it's good every now and then to have that kind of thing where it's like, well, being a Christian is going to cost you this. Are you still willing to be a Christian? And just like keep going down, see how many idols you actually have that you maybe haven't thought about. Like, okay, am I actually willing to lose this? Am I willing right. to hold on to this? Right. I heard recently someone's talking about like uh, identifying your idols and smashing them and, and kind of like doing that. Said, what, uh, what's your biggest fear? Hmm. You want to know what your idols are? What you're putting in front of God? What are you most afraid of? What's the biggest fear that that, that could happen? Right? Oh, my. And a lot of people, you know, my kids. Oh, something happened to my kids. Right. Okay. I mean, yeah. we can take good things and make them God things. Right. right? And, and that doesn't mean 
that we shouldn't love our children or anything like that. But it's not, if that is the worst possible thing that could happen to us and not, you know, the condemnation of God or something like that, like that's, that's the worst thing, like losing our salvation, you know, not being chosen, God abandoning it. That's actually the worst thing that can happen to anyone. Um, so if that's not the answer, then whatever you said, and, and I think a lot of people would say America goes communist. Right. Oh, what my biggest fear is that we become socialist or have socialized medicine. It's like, oh my God, dude, you are, <laughs> <laughs> you are, you know, reprioritize <laughs> your, your situation there. But yeah. It, it, I, a little bit out of canon, the, the kind of canon press community who's, I think has maybe the best model for how to deal with this kind of stuff. Cause it's actually like engaging and fighting, but also building and cultivating and all that kind of stuff. Um, Nate Wilson gave a talk one time where he talked about that, kind of about the idolization of children. And he, you know, he talks about like, what, what would you rather have? Would you rather have a child who is successful and lived to be 105 years old, but was a serial cheater? And, and, you know, they were rich and they started a company and they were on the cover of magazines, but they were a serial cheater and they never actually had any real faith. Or would you rather have a, a child who dies at 16 from cancer, but is rooted and grounded in Christ from that point, you know? And I, I think we don't think about ourselves in that way either, too. It's like, well, okay, would I rather Trump gets elected, we get to stay America, and I don't have to make any hard decisions or hard sacrifices. Yeah. Like, I, I, I want to be a Christian as long as I don't have to actually do anything. You know, I don't, I don't yeah. want to have to actually not be allowed in places or not be socially accepted or, or have to stand for principles that are actually biblical or anything like that. Yeah. Yeah, man. Um, this Sproul article, he quotes this. I thought this is super relevant. Um, just talking about like the whole Romans 13 thing and, um, you know, whoever resists authority, resists the ordinance of God. Um, he, he quotes Charles Hodge. Um, he says, it was to Paul a matter of little importance, whether the assumption of the imperial authority by Caesar was just or unjust. Mm. or whether his successors had a legitimate claim to the throne or not. Mm. It was his object to lay down the simple principle that magistrates are to be obeyed. That's crazy. That's like, that sounds like it was written like for this. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, legitimate or illegitimate. Mm. Paul didn't really seem to say much too much say about that. He just said the authorities, right? It's like, well, they shouldn't be there. I think. Well, they are. Right. And so it's like, and, and they didn't thwart God's will and like mm. overpower him to, to gain office, right? They could have overpowered the courts. It could have even been a conspiracy theory conceivably, but they can't be out of God, what God's will is for what's going on. Mm. And I think that's something people don't really get in their heads either is like, this, this is God's will. It's not, none of this is taken in by surprise. Mm. He is not wringing his hands, freaking out because Trump didn't get elected, right? He knows exactly what he's doing. And he's doing it. And we don't know why. We don't know what's maybe not what's going on. We may, we may get the blessing of finding out later, but we don't know. But we do know him and that he's good and that he loves his children and that he will protect us and, and all things will work together for our good for those who for those who love him. And so that's our hope and faith, not in the president, not in anything that happens. You know, we can act, we can vote, we can do as much as we can. But we can't sin. We're not allowed to sin and destroy property and be violent and get people killed. 
Well, I mean, there's a prerequisite idea that you're you're you already hold to that you know kind of fuels all of that is the idea that God's will cannot be thwarted, that God is sovereign, right? right. I, I think you know most most American Christians have that like lip service idea, like yeah, God is in control, God is sovereign, but not in any practical real way like god was in control of how this election went whether or not you liked it yeah that's a big one there's a lot of people think god wants trump to be president yes and it didn't happen so god's so his will didn't come through it's the only thing you know yeah which is really insane (laughs) (laughs) but i mean that's it, it is insane but it's also that's what happens when you don't believe in the sovereignty of god in everything right yeah like i mean if you don't believe it it's a whole different discussion but the sovereignty of it's it's that reformed idea like god is sovereign over everything over your salvation over countries over kings over risings like if you don't believe that then yeah you're panicking right now you're losing it yeah yeah it's like well we have some autonomy and we have sovereignty and and we have a duty to elect the right guy and we failed and we failed god and we didn't you know Mm. I saw someone uh, the signs. I saw a lot of crazy signs at, 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 on the videos, and uh, one of the signs was uh, "Jesus is my savior and Trump is my president." And it's like, okay, true statement, <laughs> but when you put it on a sign like that, I think we see what you're doing as far as right. the the level of authority in your life, and. Uh, almost almost equal, right? Right. And it's, it's like, uh, yikes, that's <laughs> that's crazy. What and but she, but she can just as well she can, because she can just as well scratch out Trump and put Biden there, and it would be the same equal level as far as God ordaining authorities, right? Right. I mean, right. that's it. Like now, she should have the sign that said, "Jesus is my savior and Biden is my president." That's the same thing, unless. <laughs> It, unless the sign did mean what it says, you know what I mean? Like that's a very simple statement. That, okay, can't argue with that. that. Okay, but is she gonna write Trump? Jesus is my savior, and, and Biden is my president? No. Why? It's the same thing. It's the same exact thing. And she's not, but she's not gonna wave that sign around because we know what she means by that. She means like right. he's the freaking pope. He's God's <laughs> he's the king. He's God's he's, anointed. Uh, Vicar of Christ on Earth. Uh, right. <laughs> I mean, that, it, it's it's so weird, it, especially. Well, I mean, I guess it's being post millennial. I don't know, but you know, if, if you look at the Psalms and it talks about like, why do the race, nations rage? Why do you know they plot in vain? As for me, I have set my servant on Zion. Like, the the kingdom of God exists. Christ is the king. That's that's the kingdom of God. That's it. The nations can do whatever they want. That doesn't matter. And, right. and maybe it is just being post-millennial, but it's just that, that you know, it's in the Bible. Where where are we missing it? Where are we not getting this? That like, okay, whatever happens here, it doesn't matter. The king is on Zion. That's been set. That is the will of God. That is accomplished. Right. And if they don't, so the authorities that are put in place are supposed to uphold justice. Right. As like only the only true justice, not these caveat justice, social justice, right, and right. racial justice. I was saying it's just justice across the board. Right. Equal. Um, and if they don't do that, if they act unjustly, if they act corruptly, we can't go assassinate them. Right. Or we can't burn down their house. Just like if someone cuts us off in the street, 
we right. they're acting unjustly. Someone screws us over. Someone steals from us. My neighbor steals from me. I can't go burn his house down. That's not how this works. That's not how. That's not justice, right? That's mm-hmm. vengeance and anger, and vengeance belongs to God. And so that's we should leave it to God. And now there is laws, and He's given a, a recourse for theft and murder and, and and all these things that we ought to follow. But that's what our authorities ought to be following. I say for a large part they're not. I agree. But that doesn't give us the right as fellow image bearers of God to go and just steal from them again or something like right. that. So that's, yeah. It's it's weird times right now, man. It's just. It... So in this, in this article, Sproul says, civil obedience, wherever possible, is a religious duty. Mm. It is to be rendered out of regard for and reverence for God. Mm. And that's the thing. Like there was a lot of Trump flags. They, they were they were there. They were not in the there in the name of justice and absolute moral indignation and righteousness from from God's law. They were there for Trump. Yes. They were there because Trump was stolen from. Their buddy, their guy, was stolen from, and they wanted to go steal Nancy Pelosi's podium. As that makes up for it or something. So it's crazy. That's what it is, in the name of God. In the name of God, right. civil, diso- civil disobedience, in the name of God. Right. You know, That's that not what we saw yesterday. Well, I mean, again, it goes back to a foundational issue of, like, everything you do in the name of God. And, it, it, yeah. you know, we've talked about this before, too, but compartmentalizing your religion from everything else, from your politics, from your everyday life. Like, okay, well, religion, I do this, but politics – it's different, and I have to do this, and I have to do this, and this is how I conduct myself here. Right. Sproul, Sproul mentions the prophets. He says, in biblical history, the prophets of the Old Testament served as the conscience of Israel. The prophets did not wield the sword. Mm. They did use the voice and the pen to call rulers to repentance when they abused their offices and became instruments of injustice. We think of Elijah's rebuke of King Ahab in the matter of Naboth's vineyard in 1 Kings 21.18 and of John the Baptist's criticism of Herod regarding his illicit marriage. So examples could be multiplied almost endlessly. It says, in these matters of prophetic criticism, nothing can be further from the truth. The church is not asking the state to be the church or to perform the church's ministry for her, nor is the church grasping for possession of the sword. Rather, the church is simply calling the state to be the state. It is reminding the state that no civil authority is autonomous. The state and the church exist side by side in a heteronymous cosmos. Both are under God and his sovereignty. Both are to be ministers of justice and righteousness. When the state acts unjustly, it is not only the right, but the duty of the church to call the state to obedience to the one who invests the state with whatever authority it enjoys. So you call them to repentance and call out their injustice all day. But you can't go smash down the U.S. Capitol, <laughs> right? That's not <laughs> well. I mean, okay. and the the repentance again has to be repentance for sinning against God, not for stealing an election from Trump. Like the, the whole the, yesterday's yeah. rally was repent and give Trump the election back, not not repent and turn to God. Right, and and you have to prove that there was injustice, and there may have been, but if you can't prove it, I mean. You can do what you want, but I mean, there has to be that that evidence of like there was a sin here, there was injustice yeah. done, and there may well have been. And if we could prove it, then there, then we can call them to justice and repentance and 
Uh, and, and there's plenty to call them to, 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 to call all of them, all right. authorities to repentance and, 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 <laughs> and all that. So yeah, there's Trump and Biden and everybody. We can all call them to repentance all day for everything. So I thought the article was really good. That was the end of the article, but it was really good. Just gives examples, you know, like first Peter 2.13, therefore submit yourselves to every ordinance of man for the Lord's sake. Right, not for their sake, not for the state, not for the president, but for the Lord's sake. Yeah. That's cool. It's a cool little I thought super real was cool. I'm glad I found that today. That's there's so much in there that just that idea of everything you do for the Lord's sake. Like I I know we I'm saying it a lot, but we just don't live that way. We don't believe that. Like everything we do is honoring to God or dishonoring to God ultimately. Uh, one mm-hmm. of our pastors pointed out when he was reading from the Psalms where it was a Psalm that David wrote after uh, the affair with Bathsheba and writing it, he says to God, he says against you and you alone have I sinned, right? Like pragmatically speaking, practically speaking, well, no, he, he also killed Uriah and he also, you know, defiled their marriage. So he sinned against them. But David's understanding was that the ultimate reality was his sin was an offense to God. Mm-hmm. That was ultimately who his actions were against. And I think we don't really have that worldview that like, well, if I do something good, ultimately it's not to them. It's, it's honoring to God. And if I do something wrong, it's not, it is to somebody, but ultimately it's dishonoring to God first and foremost. Right. Well, it's this myth of neutrality. It's like this middle, middle ground where it's like, well, there's, there's God and stuff. And then there's the law and then morality. And then there's, you know, justice and things like, no, no, those are all gods. Like that's, that, that all belongs to God. There's no middle. There's nothing that that uh, there's that doesn't belong to God or doesn't come from God, and that cannot be reconciled back to God and, and can be done uh, in a redeemed right way for God. So I don't know what you're talking about. You're talking about justice outside of God. Uh, that doesn't exist. There's no. It's like reason and love and morality or anything it doesn't exist outside of God. That's the reason. That's the source of morality. That's the source of knowledge and everything. And I, I think too, in in kind of all of this stuff that we we don't, I think we lost sight of. Um, Jeff Durbin kind of talked about because he was at DC. I'm waiting for that video to come out that they they shot over there. Oh really? Yeah, they, him and him and Marcus and I forget who else was with them down there in DC. Oh man, they, they were doing interviews. They actually, it's funny, they didn't know anything was going on at the Capitol because they were outside talking to people to get footage <laughs> for stuff. So they were like, "What? What's going on?" Dang it! <laughs> I know. But uh, can you imagine him in there just like ninja and people? <laughs> right. But he was saying how, you know, talking to a lot of people, it was Trump, 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 and nothing about God or Christ or anything. Um, I think we forget, too, that people vote what they believe in, right? Because we have yeah. that idea of like separation of church and state. It means your religion doesn't play a part in how you vote. That's garbage. Everybody votes based on their religion, right? Everybody yeah. has a religion. Everybody has a God, and they vote and live according to whatever that is. So if we really, really do want to see change in, in policy, your politicians or whatever, go preach to your neighbor. Like yeah. go go talk to people about Christ. Go make convert, go make disciples because that's what's going to change hearts and minds, not policies, not politicians, not you know, getting the right mayor in office. And if we just get this many judges, then abortion will be gone. No, it won't. Abortion will be gone when enough people cry out to God in repentance and realize that it's a, a huge evil that the country has perpetrated. Yeah, I think people thought they were doing that when voting for Trump. I thought that, that you know, it's like, and then the whole QAnon stuff is just so insane too. Like that's the 
psycho wackos that that's what's in their head is that Trump is like this hero against all the pedophile politicians and stuff. And it's like, what are you talking about? What is this QAnon insanity nonsense? And people are just so wrapped up in it. And that, and that comes from social media. I think so. Elon, you see the thing Elon Musk posted about um, that, like domino effect. And it's like no. that. It's like that. It's like that one where the guy has a tiny little dom- dominoes, and then they go up to like this big slab that like gets knocked over. But he just t- he just taps the little domino at the bottom, mm. and the domino at the bottom said, uh, "Rating a website that rates girls by their looks." And then the big slab was the siege of the U.S. Capitol. <laughs> so it was like how Facebook started in Harvard was just a rate girls by their looks, and then. Oh, now you have the siege of the U.S. Capitol by everybody who's addicted to Facebook and can't Oof. put it down for five seconds and think Facebook and social media is real life when it's not. Yeah. <laughs> uh, that I, yeah, I blame social media a lot for this. Social media is like the incubator for mind viruses. It just mm. gets in there, and it's just like they spread. And we've seen it. You've seen it with the pages that we have yeah. and stuff and people we know. Some people of like just get sucked into that insane, insane virtual social media world right. and think that's what is really going on. I think there's a pedophile ring in the basement of a pizza place in Washington, D.C. and go there with an AR-15. Right. That's how you and realize that pizza place don't have any basement because it's not real life. Oh, you're on Reddit. You're on 4chan. You're on Facebook and Twitter and Instagram and everything. And that's how, where you live your whole life. I remember the, in, in the the the, the – Social, uh, the social media, the dilemma, the social dilemma. No, not that one. The Facebook one, a long time ago. Oh, social Zuckerberg, network. the social network. Yeah, he is the story of Facebook, basically, right? When he meets Justin Timberlake, the the Sean, I forget his name, the Napster guy, the guy who like helped him get going and stuff. He was like, how super whacked out on coke, and he was like. Oh man, we we used to live in villages, and then now we live, we live in cities. And soon we're gonna live on the internet. And oh my god, like this is gonna be the big thing. I was like, holy crap, that's so true. People yeah. live on the internet, and people think that's real life. And think when you're talking to someone on Twitter, that's actually talking to a human being, but you're not. You're talking to yeah. someone through this weird like interface that just distorts everything, and they're saying things to you, and you're saying things to them that you would never say to each other in real life. Right. And so it's not real life. <laughs> And that, and, that, and that is a huge one for this because that's where all the conspiracy theories, oh, the votes, oh, the box they pulled out from a table, oh, this, did you see this video? Look at this picture out of context. Look at this thing. And then just like, it just spins, man. It just gets so insane with social media and just, they just never leave it. And they just keep pulling down on that scroll and just keep that slot machine going and just keep those dopamines pumping and just, yeah, man. And, and it, and then you have the siege of the capital. You have all these people go out for the first time in in in, five, in a year, go outside, yeah. and it's to siege the U.S. Capitol because <laughs> they read something on Facebook. I mean, but how many people is Facebook real life for too? Like, you know, all their friends are Facebook. All their media is online. All their everything is like we don't yeah. live in real life anymore. Like we really well, now don't. we can't. Well, we can't go anywhere. I want to have That's a meetup with people That's to true. meet in real life about books or something. Well, guess what? You can't because of COVID. Right. And it's like, great. Awesome. I can't even have any like social groups or meetings or anything. Oh, well, you can. Texas, at least. You can have some. You limit it to eight, I think. That, that, so, that, that's, what, 
No, go ahead. Sorry. There's, you know, bands have been doing virtual shows now uh, since they can't tour. They'll do, they'll do virtual shows where they'll play like a set list, but they'll do it in a room, in a studio, film it, and sell you a ticket to like watch it on your computer. That sucks. I'm not going to pay a ticket price to sit at home and stare at my laptop to listen to music. Like, I might as well just put on Spotify. Yeah, it's insane, man. I mean, it, it's so crazy. I just want to ask you, too. How do you think the masks go away? For some people, I don't think they ever do. Right. I think for That's some people, scare. That's every crazy. winter, it, every winter, the masks are going to come out. There's going to be stores where you go to, where every every winter or every day, it's going to be, sir, can you put on a mask to come inside, please? Right. I don't, I, I, I hope I'm wrong. I hope I'm wrong. And I don't know, but just the way I see things, I don't see this public announcement initiative of, Hey everyone, it's safe to take off the mask. Now we're good. We're go live life. Go meet a friend. You know, even after the vaccine, after the vaccine, the way, the way they're doing it to put the mask on, right? right. Save grandma, save grandma, stop right, the spread. Right save the world wear a mask right i don't think there's going to be that for the opposite way of no. like okay now everybody we're we're good and so yeah i mom got the vaccine and she's still and i was like can you wait not wear the mask you don't have to wear the mask anymore she's like no i still have to it's like yeah, you still gotta wear it. what are you freaking doing what are you getting <laughs> you know but um yeah that so but so what, what, what i predict seeing is like uh 10 healthy reasons to wear a mask besides COVID, right? That, that, right. That's what I see. Go, oh, the added benefits of wearing a mask indoors when you're, uh, oh, okay. And then like, hey, you know, it's actually pretty safe and healthy to wear a mask, you know, because if, as long as it's in the name of safety and as long as you can save one right. life, can I save one life by wearing a mask all the time? Yeah. Okay, well then I'm gonna wear a mask all the time because I want to save at least one life. Could one death be on my on, on my conscience or my my doing by not wearing a mask? Okay, I'll wear a mask forever. I'll wear a mask forever so no one's grandma dies, because that's actually a one to one equation. Yeah, one to one life. That's how it works. Yeah, right. <laughs> I, but, but I think dude, that's gonna change like demographics as far as like it, it's gonna change commerce because there's gonna be. There already is. Everybody's more in Texas. Yeah. Well, well, yeah. But I mean, whatever. Yeah, mask states and non-mask states. Yes, dude. Yeah. Gonna, there's gonna be mask stores and non-mask stores, like on the same oh, street. There's gonna be one store that's like, I don't, I don't care. Whatever you want to do. And there's gonna be another one where you walk in and they just stare shame at you until you put a mask on. It's, uh, and we're gonna split. Like, oh, I only go to this bookstore because I don't even wear a mask. Those stairs bounce right off me. Like <laughs> <laughs> I don't even see them anymore. You know, people. Someone does when I when. Uh, I, I, I don't wear a mask. I don't wear a mask. I just don't. I'm at the he store. doesn't care about old people. They're going to come arrest me right now. and kill me. <laughs> I, I, I am choosing the social distance, get away from me thing versus strap a piece of useless cloth to my face that actually doesn't do anything. Right. But it's allowed and I'm safe and I can come and store if I have it. But, um, but yeah, I don't, you know, so when people stare at me or like give me dirty looks, I just kind of wink at them. And, <laughs> and 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 I do that. I'm joking around, but I I do that because I think that's the only way we do get back to normal. 
with this because I don't see the pub the, the public initi initiative announcement thing of like hey, right. everyone Fauci says you can take your mask off now I just don't oh. see that happening right so what how it's gonna happen is people just saying no people are just gonna have to say you know what I'm just not gonna do it anymore right and enough people do that then right. it'll be like the mask people, people put on and then it was like okay i'm the only one without a mask i feel weird naked and weird and awkward now it's gonna be like okay well they're like majority of people here don't have a mask on maybe it's okay you know right i don't know but that's like the, only, that. the only thing I, the only public initiative i could see is get your get your vaccine bracelet right Ooh, or something that's, dude that's a weird one when because there's a lot of our your car your car yes sir can i see your card like uh, uh, sir, you have a card now i'm trying to figure out what program i'm going to use to make a fake one so that I can still go places. <laughs> Heck yeah, man. That's going to be the new Dude, thing. No yeah. one's going to buy fake IDs. They're going to buy fake vaccine passports so they can get on an airplane. Would you, would you rather wear a mask or have a little card that just says vaccinated? Oh, man. But then I got to get the vaccine. Even if you don't, like you have to show a card. Which would you rather do at the storefront? Should you have wear a mask the whole time or show a card? But both feel weird. Like there's neither one is like. And what's not stuff to your face though? Yeah, that's true, but the other one, it's the, can I see your papers? Hey, it means I can shop. I'm picturing oh, the, scene in, uh, the scene in uh, Grand Budapest when they're on the train. They <laughs> can stop and their papers aren't in order and they just mess them up. That's, that's going to be what happens. Yeah, he throws, or he throws the Indiana Jones, throws that guy off the Zeppelin or whatever. No ticket. <laughs> It's gonna be gonna weird, be. man. It's, it's. I think that's how it's gonna happen, though. I think that's it's gonna have to be like this organic thing where people just stop wearing a mask and be like, "Look, oh, I just don't watch you anymore." And then, yeah. and then other people are gonna be like, "Okay, I don't. I get care it, about man. telling you to do it anymore." Well, that's what I'm shocked that more minimum wage employees aren't like, "I, I don't care, do whatever you want." Like, they're the still. I tell you what, for everybody not wearing a mask, the majority are. The majority of people at different places will be like, "I don't get paid enough to tell this dude." Right. To, right. Harass, tell them to wear a mask, and because I walk by, I mean, I, I don't wear a mask in HB. I just don't wear one. I have it. I have the bandana down because they—that's people don't talk to you if you have it around your neck. But I put it on there, and and I do put it on at the checkout line because you are touching things and interacting and getting close to things. But if I'm not behind aisle by myself, I take it off because that's how this works. It's not you're not you're not going to pass it. But um. Yeah, no one says anything. Past managers, past all the employees, anything, and no one says anything. I see other people without masks too, and no one says anything to them. And it's like, okay, I, as if one person has says has said something to me, it was that it was a half price books. It's always at half price books. I hate San, it. It's always San at half Francisco's own half price uh, books. Uh, sir, could you put your mask on? Like, like, yeah, like, like I whipped out a gun. Sir, can you, sir? I'm like, okay. And not even that one too. I'll, you know, I'll, I'll put it on to like here and they'll be like, sir, it needs to be a little bit higher. Can you, do you mind covering your nose? I'm like, oh my God. Well, the, uh, I'll tell you who's the worst is the Disney store. The Disney yeah, store, I even tried. the Disney store are Nazis when to get into the place. <laughs> and it's, yeah, and it's insane that I'm saying that. Cause this is like a leftist weird thing that's happening is the mask. Uh, they're Nazis of like, go to, go to the, the store and, uh, our, our bandanas weren't enough. Lauren and I tried to go wow. in the store, and they're like, uh, we had to wait, of course, in line. And then they're like, uh, you, you have to wear a mask. You, you, you can't have your bandana. And we had them on. We had our bandanas on. And, and they're like, 
And they're like, we have masks for you, so we can, we can put that on instead of the bandana. bandana. I was like, okay. So I just, like, have this thing. And then it's even, like, right here. It's even, like, right here. And, and they're like, sir, sir. And I'm like, <laughs> put it over my nose. See, and this is where it goes. They wanted me to register my phone so they can follow up with me after the vaccine. Oh, it's, the con- it's, it's the contact tracing, right? Yeah. It's the apps, the Lots contact tracing. And it's like, where have you been? Who have you talked to? Where have you, where have you gone? Who, you know, what have you touched? Yeah. And to, you know, to me, that bothers me more than you know, whatever the election. The, it's the, it's the, the, uh, just the public opinion and the, the corporate policies of like, Okay, well, we're gonna have to keep track of you because we need to know if you're healthy. Like, so where are you going? Who are you talking to? What are you? Yeah, it is. So with the election, I, I thought I, I originally thought if Biden gets elected, masks and the pandemic is over, right? Because Trump's care. gone. Because it's the it's pandemic. It's Trump's pandemic. It's all his right. fault. Yes, he's the reason you have to wear a mask. He's the reason your grandma died. He's the reason for everything. So he's gone. Magically, the pandemic's over because right. it was Trump. Don't you see? It was Trump. Now we have Biden. Now the Republicans, evil Republicans are out. Now we can stop wearing the mask. Now we can go out. Now the economy is booming. Go shopping. Have fun. Go to friends. Go to Disney World. Go do everything. And, and, and the one, see how wonderful the world is without Trump. But then, so that's, what they, that's the way they go on the true Trump hatred track, right? Right. If they go the... Wow, everybody's doing what we say. We love power and we're not going to give it back. Patriot Act track. Oof. We just keep it. We just keep the masks and we just keep the lockdowns and the social distance and the whatever else because, yeah, the registers and the IDs and the everything. Because, I mean, it's a Patriot. It is a Patriot. Like, right? Like, right. For, your, for your safety, we're going to watch it through your computer and track everything you do for safety we're trying to track terrorists we haven't seen a single one but you know (laughs) well i mean that's how the social media stuff works too right for your own safety we have to decide which videos can be on or off we have to decide what kind of what kind of comments can be allowed or not allowed right for your safety and that's always how it's always been in any dystopian novel like in 1984 anything you read it's always for for the good of the people for your safety don't you see you we're protecting you you know, and it's never going to be like, we hate you and now you're under our authority and, and now, you know, whatever. It's never going to be that because that's obvious. It's like, okay, well, you're a tyrant and you're just totalitarian and we're, we don't like that. So it's always going to be for your safety, for the good of others. Love thy neighbor, right? That, you know, and it's like, okay. <laughs> <laughs> and then you've got a sinus infection because you're breathing yeah. in your arms all over. Oh, yeah. God, it's the worst. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I mean, I think you're right. I think enough people are just gonna have to be like, I'm over it. I'm just not. That's what it's gonna it. take. I think really that's what, the more I think about it, the more that's, that's what it's gonna take is just more people just saying, no, I don't want to do that, and then just like we're just gonna have to arrest people or like do something or just let it go. So, <laughs> can you imagine getting arrested for not wearing a mask? <sighs> yeah, man, it's nuts. <laughs> it's the, the, uh, Rogan was talking about, and he's in Austin, so he's just like an hour north. He was talking about it at his stand-up show that he put on. They tested everyone who went to the show. Yeah. Every single person had to take a test to get into the auditorium. That, that could be that, too. Everybody takes this useless test that doesn't do anything. Yeah. And, <laughs> or like Elon Musk had two positives and two negatives in the same day. It's like, great. Well, Dr. Wife was talking about how his wife had to take the test for whatever her job is. I don't know what it is. She but got that, fired. She got laid off. Oh, did she? Yeah, wow. she works for an airline, dude. Oh, well, there you She's go. She's gone. She's done. Early retirement. They were saying that uh, 
that uh, your test Breaking cookies for the church. <laughs> church secretary uh, that your test results could be positive if you have a cold so it may not be covid you may just have a cold but you're gonna get a positive either way so Dude, i saw something like that too where they test certain i forget what they're called but it's like a certain level of something that you have right and then like a certain level will test negative but you still have it and then like so above a thing will test positive but you have to be like way into that level of whatever it is uh to like test positive. So like you could test negative and still have it and like right. spread it or something. Yeah. And that whole asymptomatic the whole thing of asymptomatic spread, I just don't believe. That's that's my climate denial. I, I just don't believe in <laughs> asymptomatic spread. So it's like I feel fine. You got a bunch of healthy people wearing a mask. Yeah. That's where we've come to. Is like I feel completely healthy and I'm wearing a mask on my face. It, and what bugs me oh too is like going to Walmart and I grab a cart and I can feel the chemicals, the cleaning chemicals still. Oh, on I know. I'm sorry. These, these are going to kill me in five years when I have cancer from all of this stuff. <laughs> I stopped Fucking doing hand sanitizer, dude. I was like, I, I want to keep a little bit of my, I stopped doing hand sanitizers like in May. Cause I was like, I am just like dropping my immune system. Yeah, well, what my, immune system my immune system's kicking back and be like, oh, okay, you got, <laughs> got it. You got it. Yeah. <laughs> When I was at FedEx, we would have to do it after every interaction with a customer. So literally every time you you did anything with anyone, you had to go sanitize. And my knuckles were just like starting to bleed oh, at that point. I know. Skin dying. Like, I think this is having a negative effect. It's nuts, dude. It's so crazy. I don't know. Well, we didn't plan to come back on this one, but here we are. We couldn't miss it. So yeah. <laughs> hopefully that was enlightening. But before we take off, uh, Solomon, what are you reading right now? Well, not right now, but a long time ago, I was Spurgeon on the Holy Spirit. And um, the Holy Spirit is one of those weird topics that people don't like to talk about, and it's because we don't understand. And it's, and I admit, it's, it's, you know, we think about God, we think about Jesus. It's like, oh, yeah, the Holy Spirit, you know. Mm-hmm. It's, <laughs> uh, James White got is the, the forgotten God or the forgotten right. Trinity, or, right? So it's like, yeah, there's the person, the God of the Holy Spirit um, that we don't think about a whole lot. But this book was really good. And um, so over the next, uh, through this month, over the next four weeks, we're going to kind of go through this. Uh, we're going to start doing that where I, I, I pick a book and for that month, we're going to go through it every week. We do the podcast and just kind of get through just so we can spend a little bit more time. Kinda, we we kind of do a different book every episode, but um, this allows us to sink our teeth in a little bit more and just kind of dig in. But um, this was really good because it talked about uh, the first couple of chapters about the, uh, the work of the Holy Spirit and what the Holy Spirit does, right? And um, so this part, he says, regeneration is the work of God, the Holy Spirit. The new birth is a thing that is from above. So the dead may be made alive, but the dead cannot make themselves alive, for the dead can do nothing. Right? So that is the idea of, like, are we regenerated before we're saved? And I would say yes, because we can't respond. Dead, what can dead things do? Nothing. Right. The whole Ephesians 2.8 thing. Uh, Ephesians 2, chapter, the whole, the whole chapter, uh, we were dead in our sins and trespasses, right? Well, what can dead things do? Nothing. So we have to be regenerated by the Holy Spirit before we can even respond to God. And it's like, okay, well, how long are you regenerated before you respond? It's like, like that. Right. <laughs> it's like that, like that has to be the, the progression of that is that that regeneration of our spirit made alive uh, by the Holy Spirit, and then we can actually respond to Christ. Um, this actually says, but note that is the work of the spirit. Some preachers will tell you their people uh, will tell their people, believe only believe. Yes, it is right that they should tell them so, but they should remember it is also right to tell them 
that even this must be the work of the Spirit. For although we see, when we say only believe, that is the greatest only in the world. Yeah. <laughs> like, only believe. It's like, okay, well, yeah, but how do you do that? Well, you can't, aside from the power of the Holy Spirit. And it really is that, that's the Holy Spirit's role. Like, you're not saved without the Holy Spirit. Right. Because you're not regenerating, your spirit's not made alive mm. without the Holy Spirit. So that's a huge work. But again, we just, I think we see the brutality of the cross. We watch Passion of the Christ. And we can really right. get vivid images in our head of like Christ's sacrifice on the cross. And that's true. And that's insane. And that's crazy. And it's for us. And so we, so we take that more to heart because we see it. The Holy Spirit, it's like, man, that happened. I don't know why it happened. I don't know why I came to Christ. I don't know why I believe this. And, but it is the work of the Holy Spirit. So that's why I think it gets overlooked and neglected because there's no like movie. Mel Gibson didn't make a movie about <laughs> <laughs> how the Holy Spirit regenerates you, right? I don't even know how that movie would be made. So it's like we can't get like a picture of it, right? Uh, even God the Father, we get this like, we even, you know, I think not entirely biblical images, right? Of this right. bearded man in the sky, this father figure. We, we all have fathers. So it's like, okay, we kind of get that um authority kind of picture also but with the holy spirit it's like this weird ethereal thing of like it's just in you and it's working but in your conscience and it's in everyone but it's not and like it's this weird kind of thing um this is hard to hard to define it's just really hard to um uh, tack down so we don't um this one part says god the holy spirit must put the robe of jesus righteousness on me there's the there's the covenant of adoption whereby God gives me the privileges of a son, but I cannot rejoice in my adoption until I receive, quote, the spirit of adoption, whereby I cry, Abba, Father, Romans 8, 15. Right? The spirit of adoption. Right. Right. Um, you must be quickened by the spirit. You must be called out of darkness into light. You must be made, quote, a new creature, 2 Corinthians 5, 17, in Christ Jesus. And again, that's that's only done through the Holy Spirit. Um, yeah, in Romans 8, 7, the carnal mind is enmity against God, for it is not subject to the law of God, neither indeed can be. Mm. So we cannot be subject to the law of God aside from the Spirit, aside from some God's work in us. Um, to also John 6, 4, 4, no one can come to me unless the Father who sent me draws him. Mm. But he said something even stronger in John 5, 4, 5 40, you are not willing to come to me that you may have life, right? So without the spirit, we are dead in our sins and treasures. Our spirit is dead. We cannot come. We're not willing. We're going to only follow the flesh. We're right. only alive in body, not in spirit, before we're regenerated by the Holy Spirit and come to Christ. So that, I mean, it's a huge, crucial work that the Holy Spirit does. Right. Um, and I like this part, this last one. It says, uh, so it is with us. Let, let sin arise, we say and we will soon rip it up and destroy it. Let trouble come, and we will soon get over it. But when sin and trouble come, we, find, we then find what our weakness is. Then we, then we have to cry for the help of the Spirit. Through Him we can do all things, Philippians 4.13. See, that... Mm. <laughs> have you ever thought about the Holy Spirit in Philippians 4.13? No. I was just think about sports. Like, I can do all things. <laughs> you know, it's always on people's, all the football players' cleats, right? I can do all right. things. Well, let's talk about the Holy Spirit there. Uh, without him, we can do nothing at all in all the actions of the Christian's life, whether it is the act of consecrating oneself to Christ, the act of daily prayer, the act of constant submission, preaching the gospel, ministering to the needs of the poor, 
or comforting the despondent. In all these things, the Christian finds his weakness and his powerlessness unless he is closed with the Spirit of God. Mm. So it's like even in all those things, that's how we do those things is by the power of the Holy Spirit. And that was one of the things about the temptation of Christ and how he resisted temptation. And I always think about like how he lived a sinless life and, and, res and, and resisted temptation to sin. Well, he just played the God card, right? Well, he was Jesus. Well, he was God, right? So right. like, but it wasn't. And I never really understood that. It was like, well, then what? how did he not sin? How did he resist temptation? How did he, you know, but it was by the power of the Holy Spirit. Mm. And that is in us. So the same power that Jesus had to, to resist sin and temptation, we have the power of the Holy Spirit of God. That was like mind blowing to me. I was like, it was finally a clear answer of how Jesus didn't play the God card. Mm. Well, he did in the Holy Spirit. <laughs> it's like, so he played the God card, but we have that God card. Right. in the holy spirit in us as christians mm. and it's like it's empowering dude like it's really crazy to think about uh and take it seriously in that dodson book too I, he, he talked about he got it from somebody else but um he had a really good practice of praying three times a day to all three persons of, of the trinity mm. like, like in the morning noon and in, in the evening or at night right. um god the father the son and the holy spirit or whatever order, you know, however you want to do it. But I thought it was interesting. I was like, man, that's really incorporating prayer to the Holy Spirit in our prayers because that is prayer to God, which is good. So, I don't know, man, really cool. I'm excited about go through the rest of this book, Spurgeon on the Holy Spirit. Spurgeon. That's good. I don't have to get that because, I mean, we, we talked about dude. it off podcast how many times, like, it comes up just in conversation. Yeah. Like, we it's, just, it's been coming up, like, yeah. recently more a lot, yeah. And it's it's that neglected area that we don't really talk about because we don't we can't and we don't like nail it down. I don't have a clear answer for everything about it, but right. Yeah, uh, I, I found this at Barnes and Noble. Really? Yeah, like oh. randomly. I know. Uh, I was like random. Someone must have ordered it, and not pick it up or something. They just put, put it on the <laughs> shelf or something because <laughs> I saw it and I was like, "There's like no Spurgeon books at Barnes yeah, and Noble." Ever. So I was like, "Snatch that up." That's amazing. <laughs> That yeah. was an act of the Holy Spirit. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Cool. Well, um, I don't know if we're going to be back next week. Like I said, this wasn't scheduled. This was kind of a spur of the moment thing. It was like, hey, we got to talk about this. So we jumped on. Uh, there's a lot of different stuff in the works, some crossover stuff with other podcasts, some special guests that we're pretty jazzed about. Uh, maybe we'll finally get to talk about comic books and it'll be in context of a yes. actual biblical worldview discussion. But uh, anybody else, if you guys have input, like what do you want to hear anything about? What do you feel like, you know, maybe you don't have a full understanding of that you would like to discuss, shed light on, maybe just give our opinion of. Uh, hit us up in the email, uh, time, the time and place pod at gmail.com. Time and place pod at gmail.com. Hit us up on there. Uh, questions, concerns, comments, criticisms, whatever you got, and we'll take them into account. But for now, until we see you guys again, uh, this is the time. This is the place. We'll see you. See you.